Ready to rise through the ranks of the online marketing hierarchy? Take some notes from the original Royals of Revenue, the Internet Traffic Kings. We're about to open up a treasure chest of knowledge from the best of the best. With your hosts, Kevin the Cook Father, Devin Chenzi, the original Big Fabu, John Fondy, and the ultimate compliance conciliary, Attorney Bennett Kelly. In three, two, one. And welcome back, of course, to another edition of Internet Traffic Kings. I'm the big fabu, John Fondy, and I'm broadcasting from the campus of UNLV in fabulous Las Vegas. And, you know, things uh, kind of go topsy-turvy from time to time, but that uh, doesn't... Uh, negate the fact that, uh, well, this is what we do. And of course we uh, kind of can do this whenever we want to and however we want to, but I do want to remind you that uh, this is a non-advertiser sponsored show, which means uh, we kind of get out there and, and hopefully create a little something with some information uh, that will enlighten your day, maybe help change the day and actually uh, create your mood as well. Uh, you can go to, um, uh, uh, the Apple podcast system. Give us a five-star review if you would. That's your way of kind of thanking us for giving you this information, if you will. We're also on Spotify. Our YouTube channel is just going crazy. We want to thank you for that. Do us a favor and subscribe. Uh, so that'll help us out a little bit as well. Our like Facebook gray bell button to subscribe. There's yeah. a little gray bell button on YouTube. Click that to subscribe. Sorry for uh, and, screwing uh, up your mojo there, Johnny. Yeah, you pretty much did. So, but hey, I'm yeah, a I know. professional as well. Exactly. A good time for me to sort of introduce um, our executive producer. He's better known as the Click Father. We're talking about Kevin DiVincenzi. Hey, Kevin, how's it going? I'm doing well, John. Doing well. Yeah, we're good. Sorry for uh, for screwing up your little spiel there, but uh, yeah, that's uh, that's the best way to know if you can uh, when new episodes come out. Just click the gray subscribe button, and then every time we release a YouTube uh, episode every week, you'll get a notification that the Internet Traffic Kings has have released the next episode. So, and it's good and stuff. It's and, and you don't want to miss a single episode. Uh, we've got such great guests that are on. Uh, on our shows and very diverse group of people. But Kevin, I'm really impressed with the fact that it seems like everybody that you've had on the show, they're all really willing to not only help new people in the business, but they're all willing to help each other and, uh, and, and grow the industry. That's the beauty of this industry at, at its core is everybody is helping everybody, you know, so there's a lot of collaborative efforts and, you know, many times, John, it's not for the, uh, for the, the monetary part of it. You know, I'll, I'll, I did, I did a very big intro yesterday and the guy goes, but what's in it for you? I go, nothing. I'm sure down the line, you might find a client that might fit what we need and, and, you know, and you'll repay the favor, but it's more just, uh, everybody helping everybody. There's, there's more than enough money, you know, in marketing, especially online for it to go around. So I, I'd much rather make less and work with really smart people thing and just you know keep it all to myself you know i enjoy seeing other people being successful well and that's that's great because the, the old saying uh, what goes around comes around is really true and you yeah. see that in your industry and you've you've got 23 years uh, in this industry as well and and uh your consulting fees are up generally around thousand dollars an hour because you can because you can get it but you're really always going to be there for people they can call you up and ask you some questions and stuff like that and and uh, kind of groom them a little bit and, and maybe make some suggestions. Yeah, I can, 
we're, we're still going to be pivoting. Yeah, I mean, I can, we're going to be pivoting for another year or so at least. And again, we're, we're, as a company, we're insanely busy right now. We've got more clients than we've ever had. It's, it's insane. Uh, but at the same time, sure. If anybody needs advice, especially with this COVID thing still, you know, lingering, um, sometimes it's a very small pivot and I'll gladly do an evaluation for free and tell you what I would do if it was my business. And a lot of times it's just that, that outside influence looking in that can give you some insight you just didn't know was out there or a perspective you didn't know. So I'll, I'll gladly do that for anybody with no questions asked. Well, the great thing about it is, if, is you've seen it all. You've seen the, the good times, you've seen the bad times, you've seen the ups, you've seen the downs, and you too have pivoted in your career as well. Uh, what, what gives you the thought of when, when you kind of need to, to maybe change things up a little bit? Well, two, two things that I, that, I, that, I, uh, that I always stick to. Number one is provide value and find out where I can provide the value. Uh, number two is being first to market. So watching, watching what trends are out there and seeing where, what the next big thing will be and pivoting towards that uh, has been a real key to our success and being nimble. So you have to be able to, to pivot. You know, you're not stuck. A lot of people, I understand people will say, oh, well, I specialize in this and that's great. That's great for you. But then you've got that spot going on, that single point of failure, where if that market changes, if a rule changes, a law changes, you're out of business. Mm -hmm. So by being diversified, and dealing with what, what's, what's hot, what's upcoming, I'd much rather be in a market at the beginning, you know, like back in 2002, we were in ringtones, you know, pretty much one of the first guys in ringtones. I'd rather be in a market on its way up than on its way down. Uh, and we've done that many, many times. Um, that, that's really the key to our success is being, you know, ahead of the curve. And it could be an existing market, but just with a new approach. So we could take something that's already existing and just make it better and then market it in, you know, in a different fashion as well. Well, and a lot of times people will come up with, uh, you know, new ideas, the pet rock or uh, yep. whatever it may be, and they want you to market their particular product. And, and sometimes you got to look at it and go, well, do, do you know if anybody even wants to buy your product? Absolutely. I mean, John, you and I worked together years ago in our Vegas office, and I think you can remember some of the people that came through our doors uh, <laughs> through referrals or what have you with just some crazy, crazy stuff that were like, how is this even going to work? Uh, but then again, you know, we you know, we had guys that were selling, you know, we had, remember the scissor guy, right? The guy that was selling the legal version of scissor, some, some, uh, CBD, uh, CBD syrup that was, um, in the, in the pre CBD days, you know, in regards to, uh, it, it wasn't very popular, but he found his niche and his niche was all about how this scissor was being made. And, you know, they had this in this whole, uh, and the YouTube videos around it and, and the whole ceremony they do around this. I don't know if you remember that, John, but, you know, with the Jolly Ranchers and like this whole thing, but it actually worked. Um, that, that gentleman, by the way, now owns uh, six dispensaries in Las Vegas. Um, so he took this little homegrown business and, and you know, did really, really well with it. Um, so it's, it's just about, uh, you know, pivoting and seeing where can I add. The first question is where can I add value? And once you answer that question, then you figure out how you can, you can build around that. Well, and I think the thing about that is, is when people, you know, hire uh, uh, rapid response marketing, they, they don't realize that they're not hiring you. They're actually making an investment in themselves by bringing Absolutely. around them. And you actually look at that as an investment because, you know, 
like you said, first thing you want to do is, is see a company grow. The money will always follow. And, uh, you know, right. and um, I don't generally, you know, like to work with people that don't, that don't have any money and not want me to invest in their company. Sure. It's sometimes it's like, well, I'll tell you what, let's do, let's do a halvesies on this and you do a little well, bit. And I'll do a yeah. Little bit. I mean, it, it depends on where the company is. I mean, I, you know, 90% of our business is performance based, meaning if we don't perform, we don't get paid. But with that said, John, you're absolutely right. There is a model that already works. Like to take a product, you know, the pet rock and have to develop all the marketing around it and then put our media dollars behind it. No, thank you. Right. That, that, that'll be the conversation where I'll say, well, that's your company, not mine. I don't want to invest in your company. Um, that doesn't really make any sense um, until it's proven. So, you know, that, that's, that's just our, our, our approach on it. Um, I did have a question for you, by the way, John, um, since you put sure. me in the hot seat every week. I, I uh, do. That's right. You do. Yeah. So Alicia from Anchorage, Alaska says, John, 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 I love, love, love your on-screen presence. Maybe she's drinking. Uh, what type of training have you had and what is your background? Oh, wow. Um, well, um, I have kind of a diverse background. Um, I was a, I was a, a business major in, in school mm -hmm. and, uh, and I was living in Palm Springs and I just thought to myself, you know, I can do this business stuff when I get older. I want something that's going to be sort of more exciting uh, and uh, something that, that I can have some fun with. But more so than that, I wanted something that was going to be different every single day as opposed to going to the same office and stuff. So I had this wild idea. I, uh, I had a white convertible Cadillac. Mm -hmm. I put a scarf around my neck threw on some sunglasses and I drove into Hollywood and wow. I said, uh, Hollywood, here I am. And Hollywood wow. very quickly said, so what? <laughs> and, uh, so fast so forward, I, fast forward five years, you're sweeping streets. <laughs> so I started taking classes and yeah. I started learning the business. I landed a big Jordache jeans commercial and, uh, and, um, you know, I was, I was, I was a starving actor, but, um, uh, um, since I had a business background, uh, I would work, uh, work in the, in a managing restaurants at nighttime mm -hmm. so I could go to auditions and classes and stuff. And, and finally I got my big break. At, uh, I was invited to come on young and the restless, the, the soap wow. opera. And yeah. I spent, uh, eight years on young and the restless. And, wow. Uh, so it was, so that, then I was kind of off to the races and, uh, so I spent about 20 years in Hollywood and just, I just, I could not stand LA anymore. I mean, it was just, it was just dog eat dog and the smog and the traffic and yeah. the cost of living and all that stuff. So, uh, right. so I, uh, so I moved to Las Vegas and, uh, and uh, so I, I got out of the business. Uh, I was producing and directing and got out of the business and went into marketing and uh, got my master's degree in uh in marketing and uh with the advent of video uh, on on what internet and so on and so forth I, yeah. I went back into the video business and i've been in been in vegas for 20 years now and wow and really love it here it's a great the difference about vegas is all the producers here they all help each other they want to work with each other and and spread the money around where in hollywood it was a dog eating dog world right well we're gonna take a short pause here you're watching internet traffic kings on the big fabu we'll be right back
Not making as much money as you want on the net? The internet traffic kings are by far your best bet. 24 years at the top of the game. Spotify and iTunes, look for them by name. New episodes every Thursday. The internet traffic kings. And I'm really excited to have this next guest on. We had her on for a short period in one of our previous shows, but she was so inviting, so intriguing, so smart, so powerful. We decided we wanted to bring her back and really, really kind of get to know her a little bit more. And uh, she's got a really beautiful, long history and a beautiful, long name. But we basically know her as uh, Sweeney May. Welcome to the show. Yay! Thank you for having me back. I'm so excited to dig in deeper. And so I was the short time that we had you on. I was so impressed. I mean, you're like the energizer bunny of the marketing world. You've got corporate clients, you've got your private clients, and uh, and uh, I'm just really wondering how do you? Uh, we're going to ask you how you mold that all together. But take us on the journey of of when you started out in the Philippines and the transition here as well. For sure. And I'm happy to. Um, I actually moved out here in 1999. I was, I guess I get to divulge my age, but I was 16 when I moved out here. And uh, I went to high school and college uh, in Washington State and went to college in Washington State University. And I managed, I mean, I uh, majored in Mayday Mark, I mean, sorry, marketing. <laughs> I majored in marketing. And so after that, um, I worked for Macy's right out of college. I actually gained a um, an internship with them. But as you know, Macy's has really dwindled down and could probably be bought out by another big company. But um, after that, I also worked for Expedia um, until I decided that I was really tired of Seattle's gloomy weather. And so I moved here in California um, in 2009. So when I did that, it was right about around time when um, we had that recession in 2008, 2009. Mm -hmm. And so I moved out here in California without a real definite plan. I just, you know, I have some siblings out here. And so I kind of arrange to live with them two weeks at a time, three weeks at a time, just to find out if, you know, I belong here. And so... Um, I kind of heard your story about, you know, driving down in Hollywood and Hollywood said, we don't care. <laughs> and so, but I think that I did a lot of that in the beginning. And luckily I, you know, I got some, you know, some, something in return from it. I started with um, just reaching out to nonprofits in the Hollywood area. And so I started volunteering and luckily I, the first uh, nonprofit I volunteered with was the multicultural motion pictures association yeah. and so with that i got to really meet a lot of like um producers even actors and actresses who are way bigger now than they were 10 years ago when i met them and it kind of just developed from that and so after that um i was able to get some producing gigs like someone hired me to do a fashion show which i've had an experience back in seattle um, and then I ended up working for uh, an Iranian comedian for like almost a year. 
and we produced some shows like in the comedy store, we packed the house, we brought that show to Maryland. So just a lot of different things. Um, but me, in the meantime, I was still looking for a full-time job because I think that although I have that entrepreneurial spirit, I still feel safer with like a corporate full-time job. And I still have that, that uh, drive in me to climb the corporate ladder. And so um, I found that job about 10 years ago with um, a shopping center in Carson, California. And so, you know, as a marketing director for a shopping center, uh, eventually I was craving for other things to do besides my full-time job. And so I started an event planning company, which is Events in the City, L.A., um, and then with that, I found more clients who needed more marketing help. So I transitioned to now what is Mayday Marketing. So that's like a nice brief journey history of where I came from to where I'm at now. Well, that's really interesting um, in regards to you, you gave back first. So when you came to California, instead of saying, hey, I have to get a job, you went to contribute. Uh, John and I actually have quite a bit of experience together doing charity work. We've done quite a bit of the outreach and the mission uh, work in Vegas. Um, and it, it's very rewarding, but I just find it interesting that most people would be like, wow, I have to go get a job. I have to figure out where my life is going. And you chose to give back. And then what it seems happened from that is all these opportunities opened up for you. And that's really how it works, right, John? Where you, you, you give back and then somehow they just, it comes back well, without looking for it. Well, yeah, you're absolutely right about it. And I think it's the, the other thing is people don't realize that, uh, you know, that when you get involved with it and you actually find what your niche is and stuff like that, you kind of walk away going, gosh, you know, I really feel good. I, I shouldn't be feeling this good with all this stuff going around around me. And, and yeah, I've been doing... Uh, I've been doing charities for 40 years. Uh, the wow. first charity I did was the March of Dimes when I was in Hollywood and I've stayed in charities the whole time and just started my own charity, Stars Among the Angels. Uh, we're in our 11th year now. We provide wow. uh, education for, for uh, graduating seniors that are in the foster care community here. So, uh, so I'll just keep doing it and, until, uh, until you know, I have to, have to go wherever I'm going to go. But uh, again, as we're going back to the, the charity thing, uh, you know, having that side hustle uh, is, is really good, uh, Sweeney, because that's going to make you, you know, more confident in your corporate gig as well as your, your side hustle gig, because you don't really have to worry if one of them goes away, you've got to fall back on it. And, and yeah. you can see the, the glow in your face. You really seem like you enjoy life. For sure. And, and going back to what Kevin said about giving back, I totally agree with that. And I think that's just been a sort of my, you know, goal is always to give back. And I feel like it always comes back tenfold. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, so I when I first moved out here, I volunteered my services, you know, I'm really good at producing events, I'm really good mm -hmm. at troubleshooting. So this this charity had a big dinner event with celebrities in it. So of course I'm like, well, let me help, you know, for free, for sure. <laughs> and, but you know, I have my agendas, you know, I'm hoping to meet other people. I'm hoping, hoping sure. to network. And I think that, I think that for people out there listening that are trying to kind of penetrate a new market, you just moved into a new um, city, you know, how can you meet people? And I think it's really through volunteering that you can I, do that. I, I agree with you, but it also comes down to a, 
a sense of fulfillment, you know, and, and being in this industry for 23 years, you know, the, I've met all sorts of people from all different walks of life. Um, and a lot of people that see a lot of success financially, but that's it. So I'll meet them. And, you know, even though they're rich, they're very poor and they'll be like, well, I'm just not happy. And I'm like, well, why aren't you happy? You know, what are you doing to give back? You know, yeah, hey, I'm just bored. I mean, I'm making money, but I'm bored. And I'm like, well, why don't you volunteer, be a big brother, you know, do things that, that'll get you out into the environment because that, that's the best feeling. I don't care how much money you've made or the best feeling in the world is doing that, right? I mean, right. when you complete a charity event, that's your best feeling. You know, you're, you're on this ultimate high because you've helped somebody, right? And you've, or you've mentored somebody or done something. Um, and I just don't see, uh, you know, I don't see enough people doing it. And then they wonder why they they don't have a full life, you know, because again, money's not everything, you know, you can, you know, they say money, money can't buy happiness. It's very true. Like, sure, it can buy a lot of material things, but at the end of the day, it's not going to give you that sense of fulfillment that you won't understand that feeling unless you do it. Yeah. And I think the feeling of uh, making a difference for sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it. it it just helps you grow and develop as a person. Mm -hmm. And then in response to John's comment about having a side hustle, having to fall back on and helping my corporate job, I feel like, and I, I just want to put it out on the record because I, for a long time, I felt like I had to keep my side hustle a secret because maybe the corporate world is going to not like it and will mm -hmm. fire me for whatever reason for conflict, which by the way, I do my side hustle on my free time. And sure, my side sure. hustles had really contributed to my corporate job a lot more than just myself if I didn't have the side hustle. Because of the side hustle, I meet so many people, you know, I do so many people favors, and then in return, they do me favors, and that comes back to my job for, you know, like, maybe I meet a magician, I help her, him with his um, social media in return he gives me a discount i get a magician at a discounted price for my kids club you know just things like that that kind of right. work all together well and and side hustles now just like working from home now has become uh much much more mainstream you know it used to be you know i have a second job i have a third job to make ends meet but now the side hustle is is much more palatable and acceptable to uh to most uh, most people and you, you've got the right approach you see that there's a benefit from both and your side hustle is actually benefiting your, your corporate career and it, it all works. So congratulations. Yeah, definitely. Some, a lot of people I've met have uh, rented out the space where I work and, and right. host their events there. So sure. it's definitely a, a great um, complementary to each other. Yeah, for sure. How, how do you um, how do you choose a client for for um, for Mayday Marketing, or do they choose you, or is it kind of a blend of both? Um, I think it's a blend of both, and I think I'm blessed um, in a way that I don't I don't find myself having to pitch myself to a lot of people. It's mostly them coming to me because they realize they need my help, which eliminates a lot of rejection, right? <laughs> so a lot of my clients have this issue like, oh, I just don't want to go after these clients because they're going to, you know, like they're afraid of rejection. So I always tell them, I'm like, so you, if you're afraid of rejection, which is so normal, I think that what you need to do is focus on giving value to others and putting out value, putting out content that that will highlight your expertise because at the end of the day, then people will find you and then realize they need your expertise. But if you're not putting out the content, people don't know what you're good at. People don't know 
what value you can give them. Then you are put in that position where you have to go knock on doors and then face rejection. Yeah, I, I have to be honest. Most of our clients come to us and they're, you know, what you would call laydowns, meaning that they're coming, they understand that we're an authority in the space and they're coming for advice or to do a deal with us. So, you know, I, I always make the joke that, you know, we fire more clients than we hire. Uh, we get the choice to feel, to, to decide who we want to work with. Um, and that's, that's great, but you're right. It, it's by building that authority, by putting the content out there and having people understand and reputation is very important as well. Um, so you're, you're, you've already taken away most of the challenges you would have with, a, you know, with new business, as far as establishing yourself or what have you, it's, you know, it's a warm lead coming in and, and there's, and, you know, our approach is always to see if it is going to work. And, you know, a lot of times we won't take a client cause we don't think it's going to fit properly. We don't think that we can maximize, um, their return. You know, it's not in our wheelhouse or what have you. And that's where we started the show, John, what we talked about where we'll just do a referral and, you know, and say, you know, it's like, you know, video production for argument's sake, you know, in-house, we don't do it, but I'd obviously refer them to you, John, and say, well, go to John Fondy. And once you have a production piece that we can help you where we can add our value, then come back to us and we'll see if we can do a deal. So there's, there's a lot of that. And it's really understanding where you excel in doing what you do best. So I'll tell my client, I do what I do best, you do what you do best. So no, I don't want to run your end of the business and I don't want you running mine nor telling me how to run my end of the business. Um, and that, that seems to work really well for us. Well, that, that's true. It's kind of the, the term now is stay in your own lane and you'll, uh, and, uh, yep. you'll, uh, you know, you'll, you'll always find out where you're going to go. But, uh, Swinny, I want to ask you, um, you know, what, uh, what do you do for fun? Uh, you've, you've got, if you've got a little bit of time left and all, what, what do you do to, to put a smile on your face and have some fun? Uh, and I know she's single. She wanted me to say on the air that she's single just <laughs> in cases. Now, I don't know if she still will be when we air, but right as of right now, she's single. <laughs> That's so funny. Like just a backstory for that. Um, cause, uh, <laughs> Uh, Jennifer, my friend, who actually is Kevin's better half or other half? Which one? Yeah, we'll say better. Okay, this good. Is, this is going to air, was, so why not? Yeah. That was a test. Um, <laughs> she told me that she created this list of, you know, all the things that I do because, you know, I, I, I guess I've always been like a Jane of all trades. And so, you know, I can do photography. I can do marketing. I can speak. I can do this. I do Zumba. Um, and so as a joke, I responded back and said, can you add single to that list? And that's why Kevin said that. So, <laughs> um, but also for fun, I mean, I, I hate to sound like a cliche, but I really find marketing fun. First of all, like anything that has to do with branding, I feel like there's some kind of forensic work that happens with marketing. Like how can I take this brand from point A to point B to point C and so on. And that type of, um, I guess, mental challenge is really invigorating to me. So I enjoy solving my clients' problems. That's one. Two, I'm actually um, a certified Zumba instructor for like nine years now. And so what I love to do uh, on my free time is dance. And I can dance for five hours, but I can't run for an hour. But <laughs> I would dance, um, you know, and, and I got certified 
uh, in Zumba actually because of my full-time job. And so one of the programs that I started at my job is a like a health and fitness series where Zumba was one of them. And I used to work with YMCA and they send me volunteers to teach these classes. But for some reason, I kind of got scared. Like, what if they don't show up? What am I going to do with these people in front of me? And like 50, at least 50 people would show up. So then I decided to get um, certified in Zumba just so if no one showed up, then I can teach. And uh, that happened about nine years ago. And so up to this day, um, now that we're on quarantine, I actually do a lot of uh, virtual Zumba classes through Zoom or Zumba has its own platform too. And that has been super fun to a point where I actually, two weeks ago, I did a virtual Zumba for uh, a big global event for Microsoft. So that was wow. really rewarding because I'm like, wow, they, I got paid like the same paycheck in one paycheck from Microsoft on my full-time job. What the heck? What have I been doing? <laughs> See, that's where the side hustle pays off. <laughs> exactly. Like I need to do more of that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, and I, I think he also, you know, just realizing that, you know, if if you do good work, uh, you, the the phone will ring, and uh, says so you can't make it ring, but it will ring, and and the, some of the stuff that comes out of it, uh, with with my business, more of my stuff comes out of out of. Uh, out of referrals and being, right. you know, a, a marketing major in college, I don't do any marketing for my company. And, uh, and, uh, you know, it's just because I, I can only take on so many, so many clients and, and you're the same way Sweeney. You got, you don't want to, you don't want to overdo things because then your creativity, uh, and your quality of, of work, you know, suffers from that. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm the same way, John. We don't do any, you know, quote unquote advertising for our company or our services. Um, and each new client that we uh, consider onboarding, we do consider the time commitment and the risk to reward. And if it's worth the time to take the client on, um, you know, we will, because we're an agency, we'll get, we'll get presented with deals from, you know, competing agencies. And we look at it and say, you know, for us, it's not, that's not what we do. You know, we're, we're not your traditional agency where we just want to make, you know, call it 10%, 15% of the spend. It, it's not <clears throat> the staffing that we have, nor that's not our skill set, right? Marketing is, is part art, part science. That's where we excel is on buying paid media to a goal. When you talk about all the other agency services that come with it, it's a lot of work for a very little return. So we're, we're very uh, cautious about who we take on in regards to that. Um, because we know that we can provide the sales, the leads, whatever, whatever the action is, and we can scale that. And that's really where, where we excel. And so that's what we like to focus on, you know, do what you do best. Right. Yeah. And I think one of those things is, and, and all three of us know that is sometimes it, sometimes we have to actually train our clients to be good clients. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. They, they don't, they don't, they, and they just don't know what they don't know. And we have to kind of put them in a position to, uh, to say, you know, um, you're more than welcome to do that, but here's what we, I'm we've, saying. yeah, we've had to train clients all the way, you know, rerunning, you know, re retooling their whole business from the ground up as far as how they look at a client acquisition. I mean, a lot of, uh, our interview questions with a client or a prospective client would be, you know, let's say it's a subscription deal. You know, the first thing would be, what's your marketing budget? What's your LTV? LTV? Yeah, your lifetime value. What is that? What's the average life of your client? And I'll just start 
rapid firing questions. And if they can't answer them, the conversation's over. Because if I can't have a client that understands the value that I'm bringing, he'll never appreciate it and we'll never have a good partnership. So it's really, you want to have the client that understands like, hey, I run my business really well. These guys can, you know, bring the people to the door, have the people make a sale and I can do everything else. That's a great partnership. But if, if something's amiss there or they don't understand their numbers, because then you're going to get miscalculations, you know, budgets going up and down. You're going to get all these different variances. It shouldn't happen in the business. So it's, it's, uh, it's, it's very important. You know, it's not about getting every client. It's about getting the right clients where you can add value to them and uh, they're happy. And also you're happy as uh, providing them and you're not just, you know, pulling your hair out. You know, like I said, I have no problem firing clients. We fired many of them um, just because it's, it's not a good fit. And, and believe it or not, I've had experiences where, where clients are paying, but they're not doing their end of right. The, yeah. the, the spectrum. And so whatever I'm doing isn't really delivering because they're not doing their part. And so I'm right. like, okay, one, you're paying for no results because we can't get right. to the results if you don't do your job. Because a lot of the clients I have are, are, are companies and small businesses that need to establish brand. Like I need to help them tell their story. I need to help them like create synergy between, you know, their logos, their website, their social media, what should be put out there, the content. But a lot of these things is I can write the content, but you still have to approve it. So let's say I created content and it's sitting in your inbox and I keep reminding you, can you approve it? And then you're not approving it two weeks later. We haven't posted anything because you haven't approved, you know, or you haven't contributed to the content uh, calendar that I created. It's like, okay, so um, after this, is over don't be mad at me <laughs> right. because you know i'm i'm consistently trying to um remind you to do the part that you have to do because i don't like going into business and kind of um designing it so that they always need me i actually want to train them so they i can take off the training wheels and they could do it on their own like i really want to train the businesses to know how to do their own social media and to do their own um, content marketing because i can be here and do it for you forever but i actually personally like to get new challenges new clients So I like to train them, you know, remove the training wheels and then go forth and do what I taught you to do. And then let me get a new client because I like the different challenge. Sure. Makes sense. Um, So uh, our listeners are are listening out there. We've talked, we talk business and on internet traffic kings, but, but uh, you know, let's talk to to Sweeney kind of outside of the business right now. Uh, If someone were to ask you, um, you know, What's the meaning of life, if you will, or where? What should I be thinking about? What would you What would you tell them? Wow, deep. I uh, wish I got the memo before. What's the meaning? I, of I, life? You know, I didn't know this was even coming either. I think uh, you know because I took notes of the questions you asked other people, and I'm like, hey, this is yeah. What I'm well, you know, and now you're throwing you know, me. You throwing you me. Know, John, John, yeah, John lives by the adage. It's five o'clock somewhere, so I think that uh, he might have had a few too many cocktails already. So now he's just gonna freestyle it but that's okay that's okay I can do that um I think you know luckily I've been doing a lot of reflection lately I mean what else do we do in quarantine right so yeah so I think life to me is just being successful and being happy at who you really are so I think if you can live your life that way and you know you can be open to who you really are you're not hiding or you're not pretending so much I mean it's some sometimes we have to 
kind of put ourselves in different roles. So I don't know if that's really pretending. But at the end of the day, you know, if sure. you can be who you really are and be successful at it, I think that's, that's the meaning of life. Okay, well, that's good. Kevin, why don't you take us home? Take you home. How do you want me to take you home? Well, just some closing <laughs> thoughts for our audience. No. <laughs> just having a good time with you, John. Um, no, this is another, another great episode. Sweeney, thank you so much for, uh, for your time. And let's get your contact information for everybody. For sure. If, well, if you're watching YouTube, you can see my logo on the corner there with the Instagram handle at Mayday Marketing Inc. Yep. And um, just a little side note, as John was saying earlier, you know, it seems like we have uh, one thing in common is that we are not really out there marketing our services so much like people are coming to us with warm lead. So that um, my, you know, I just started my I've been doing marketing for other people, but I just finally was able to finish my own website was able to start all these things so i definitely um would like to encourage you to follow at mayday marketing inc and in there you'll get a lot of uh, valuable tips for marketing and branding or anything trending in the marketing or social media world um, and also maydaymarketing.com is the website and on there you should be able to also navigate through and find my personal Instagram and all of that if you're interested to do Zumba with me. So all of that you'll be able to just navigate through as soon as, as, soon as you go into the Instagram page. For Zumba, press one. For, um, so who is, let me just ask you this last question. Who is your ultimate client right now for Mayday Marketing? Is it a company that wants to spend 500 to 2000 a month? Like what, what is your sweet spot where you, where you know for a fact, because obviously us marketers are very, cocky and concrete about about what we know that you know for a fact you can make a difference who is your ideal client who could i bring you today you say kevin i got this one i think someone who's uh who's just started but not super fresh like probably been okay. in business for two to five years but are trying to rebrand trying to figure out you know how can we put our brand out there in a way that would reach our target market, like telling your story, um, sort of like arranging your social media. So someone who has um, a budget that would want to work with me between, you know, three to six months. And then okay. if, if they have a team even better then I can train their team on how to Great. do social media. And then, um, yeah, that would be the like ideal client for me for them to have someone who will learn what I can teach them so then they can go on and do it successfully without me. Got it. And what's the minimum budget you would be looking at? Um, I typically for something like that, like $2,000 a month. 2000 a month. Okay. Fair enough. And then in regards to mentorship, are you open and willing to mentor people, especially young, powerful women that want to be sitting in your seat one day? For sure. Um, I actually indirectly do a lot of that lately, yep. you know, and um, I can officially take on one or two official mentees. For sure, I would be open nice. to do that. Great. Welcome. Okay. That's great. I want to thank uh, Sweeney May for being with us and, of course, our executive producer of The Click Father. I want to remind everybody that uh, this is a, a non-ad supported uh, show. Uh, which means we don't have commercials on the show. We want to give this information out as our gift to you. And your gift to us would be to go to Apple Podcast and uh, give us a five-star rating. That's going to really help us out. Uh, subscribe to us on our YouTube channel. You'll be notified every every week when new episodes come out, as, uh, as well as uh, you can... 
uh, listen to us on Spotify. We've got a Facebook page. Stitcher, iHeartRadio, you name it, we got it. Yeah, we got it, and, and we're growing. And we're growing our audience, and, uh, and also uh, look us up on internettraffickings.com. So uh, for everybody on the show, I want to thank you so much. I'm the Big Fat Boo, John Fondy, broadcasting from the campus of UNLV in beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. And I want to thank you, our viewing audience, for watching this episode of Internet Traffic Kings. We'll see you next time. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.